Where is she? Mellow out, man. We can't talk business with you waving guns in people's faces. Your daughter's safe, Colonel. Whether she stays that way is up to you. My people got some business with you. And if you want your kid back, then you gotta cooperate. Right? Wrong. Welcome everyone to My Bleeding Ears Podcast. This is episode number 148. I'm your host, Larry, and with me today is my co-host, Jessalyn. Hello. We have a bunch of movies that we've watched over the last couple of weeks that we we really want to go over. Uh, They're a very, very mediocre bunch of movies this time around, isn't it? I was expecting them all to be terrible, so I guess coming at it from my angle, I was surprised by most of them. I, I wouldn't say that I was surprised or I was uh, or put down by any of these. It, it's just a bunch of movies of, of blah. Okay. Like I went and you sent me the list of all the movies you watched, and I rated them all on Letterboxd. And if you have Letterboxd, uh, one, an online movie clicker thing, you can follow me on there if you like. My name is Bonesaw666. I rated probably about 2,000 movies on there. Come check me out. Um, I've only written like two small reviews. so And, and the reviews I write are very, very like a sentence long. So. What? Do you only write reviews if they're good or if they're particularly bad? No, uh, I did one review for the movie Inventing the Abbots. It's, uh, you remember that movie, yeah. like Joaquin Phoenix? I've never seen it. Neither. Yeah. I've seen parts of it. But, uh, and it doesn't seem like a very good movie. But what's <laughs> interesting, though, on the poster of the movie, there's like four or five people all stacked on each other in this car. And if you look really close, you, you can tell it's it's photoshopped. So like, they, all these actors weren't put at, there at the same time. <laughs> right, look at the poster now while I'm talking about it. I'm pulling it, it up. And I, I think the the review I wrote was, um, oh, fuck, I don't even remember what I wrote for it, but I, there was that, and then I wrote a small review for the movie Twilight. Not the Twilight movies that you, the vampire ones, but there was a Twilight movie that came out with Reese Witherspoon in it. Right. And mm-hmm. Paul Newman, I believe, is in it. Um, and I wrote a review for that, and I said, um, I only watched like two minutes of this movie. And if anyone who's ever seen that movie knows that this is the only time in history that Reese Witherspoon has been shown topless. Oh, okay. So, so the, the short sentences like uh, of the movies of is which I'm writing is like gotcha. little jokes. Don't look into the like whatever <laughs> you're doing. So I don't. I mean, I have Letterbox, but I I haven't really done anything. With yeah, it. I follow saw. Larry on Letterbox. Yeah, you haven't done jack shit on there. <laughs> I just saw it the other day. I have enough social media things. <laughs> That's just one too many. I can't. Uh, um, yeah, but you're looking at the poster right now. Yeah, it especially looks like uh, Jennifer Connelly is just a head in yeah. the middle of all three, four of them. Joaquin Phoenix is just like mounting all of them right now yeah. in this car. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> Venting the ads, everyone. <laughs> All right. So, so, yeah, let's get into some movies let's, here. Let's get into this. Cause bullshit writing. And yeah, I felt like almost every single one, I was like, wow, that wasn't that bad. <clears throat> uh, some of them I think I even thought were kind of good. So All right, well, let's hear them. The first movie we watched was Family Blood, 2018 Family Blood. on Netflix. I oh. thought you said you looked at these today. I did, but there's just, like, the, the names even. Are oh, just, yeah. The names of all the movies we watch are just so boring. I had to look up all, almost all of them and be like, all right, which one was this? Exactly. So which one was Family Blood again? This was the vampire one. Nobody says vampire, but it's got the oh, girl yeah, from yeah. Pocus Pocus is the star. Right, and from The Hills Have Eyes. And from The Hills Have Eyes, Vanessa Shaw. Right, okay. Uh, James Ranson plays the Ranson, Sinister 2, and It. It Eddie too. and It. Yeah. yeah. Um, is the vampire. Right. I maybe they say vampire. I don't know. I don't think they do. I don't I think, think they do. It's just kind of an understood thing. Yeah, yeah, and, and of course it goes through like you know with they're not the same rules as your usual vampire. They can go out in sunlight. And all yeah. The, the only thing they do is crave blood and cannot die. Yeah. Or they can. Except for a, you're right. Stake through the heart. Yeah. Spoilers. There's certain ways they can die, yeah. but yeah. Uh, this one was actually okay. Yeah, it I wasn't mean, bad. So it's Ellie is the main character. That's Vanessa Shaw. She's a recovering alcoholic, recovering mm-hmm. like drug addict. Um, so there is that double entendre of becoming a blood sucking vampire and struggling with addiction. Right. But I feel like Bliss does it better. Yes. Um, way better. Um, I was engaged through that whole movie, and this one had some slow spots. I thought James Ransom was great as a villain. I don't think yeah. I've seen him be a villain before, and he's pretty scary. He is. I wouldn't he, think that he could be. He's intimidating. I'll yeah. Say um. Mm. So this was one that surprised me. I thought it was pretty good. It was all right. It wasn't. Uh, it didn't blow my socks off. No. But yeah, it was fine. But I was expecting just some dumb, like, here, we just threw this on Netflix. Um, and I was impressed. Okay. So check out Family Blood on Netflix, I say. Uh, next up, Midnighters, 2017 on Hulu. Midnighters. Uh, Midnighters. And that's the one with the kids, right? No. Wait. No, this is the one with... Uh, Alex Esso, who plays the mom in The Haunting of Bly Manor, mom uh-huh. who's already dead, so she's only in flashbacks. This is the one where they are at a party. Ah, yes. Her work party. And okay. it becomes very clear that her husband's a giant loser. Right. Um, and her sister is staying with them. She's an even bigger loser. <laughs> she's an even bigger loser. Yeah, so uh, Lindsay, the main character, has got a couple of dead weights yes, on either side does. of her. And she uh, loses those weights in the end. Spoilers. It, it, yeah, this is um, this couple, uh, this this woman and her deadbeat kind of husband who keeps saying, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, we're gonna make it big. I'm gonna, we're gonna do something. Everything is gonna job, turn a corner. Yeah. yeah, he makes all those, the same thing over and over and over again. They they hit someone on the road. Uh, they try and cover it up. And then someone else goes to try and kill them. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. So it turns out the guy that hit was on their way to their house. Yes. They find out. And that's where it gets intriguing, I think. Right. And I'm like, all right, I'll hear more. But when the second like, hitman comes, or the second 
guy who comes to the house, he's really an, an intimidating figure. He was really good in the movie. Uh, he ends up being like the sister's ex-boyfriend. Oh yeah, he's great. So Ward he, Horton is his name. Yeah, he's really good in it. Mm-hmm. So this movie was pretty good. I enjoyed it. Me and too. It's, yeah, yeah, this is one I, I would check out. Yeah, I'm. I hope you didn't. I mean, I did quietly just ruin the entire movie, but you For should check part. it out. Yeah, yeah so you should still check it out. <laughs> it was very good. I liked it. Uh, so that was Midnighters, but also, yeah, the names. I don't know what Midnighters really has to do with anything that happened in that movie. Yeah. So of course, even for the second time today, I had to IMDb it and go, okay, which one's this? So oh. yeah, I agree with you about the titles. Well, I guess because what it's New Year's Day or New Year's Eve, and uh, you pick right, up the movie right, right at New Year's Eve, and it's midnight, and then night, and then they do most of their shit at midnight. It but it's like, like well past midnight when they leave the party. Everything mm-hmm. happens after midnight. I don't know. Dumb title. <laughs> um, but speaking of titles who that do actually just give you the whole movie in a nutshell, Knucklebones. Oh, Knucklebones. <laughs> You've passed me by a few times when I've been surfing the, the, yeah. the Amazon. It gets Hulu recommended fucking... to me, and we both kind of go, Knucklebones, like yeah. four-year-olds. Knucklebones. Yeah, don't <laughs> mess with me. I'm Knucklebones. But this uh, time we stopped and uh, we watched it. Fuck it. Let's watch Knucklebones. <laughs> And now this one was stupid. Yeah, it was a stupid movie, and yeah. it, and it's stupid and very. It, so what what ends up happening is you you can summon knuckle bones by playing with his Knuckles, bones, his knuckly bones, and then you rhyme something and throw the bones. And you try and get each bone into like a separate point of the pentagram. And, yeah, yeah. They, they awaken a demon. So first, I'll say that we started reading the synopsis and the synopsis is a group of bored college students and I was like, that's all I needed to do. Yeah. <laughs> watch college students get massacred. Um, and then you do for the most part. But yeah. yeah, so they accidentally summon a demon and then they try to put him back. Yeah, good old with, knuckle bones back. With, with their own knuckle bones. Yeah, she, uh, the girl, I think our heroine here, ends up cutting off her own fingers. Yeah, her, like, whole arm, and then... Right, just, like, and cutting the, the knuckles off to boils play. Boils it and gets all the skin off, yeah. Yeah, and then it takes a while. Uh, yeah, it happens really fast. Like, it happens during one of those scenes where, like, the music is tense and everything's yeah. closing in, and she took the time to, like, cut her own arm off and boil it and get those knuckle yeah. bones all nice and crispy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I shouldn't be knocking like the lack of realism in this movie. Yeah, well, about knucklebones that I'm just I'm, a demon. As, and I'm thinking about this right now, like how she does all this, and with one hand. With, yeah, but but then I watched the movie Predator, and like he ripped off Homeboy's skull and spine. And he had his own little like cleaning system and everything, and it took him well into the night to figure like finish yeah. that shit off. Like he didn't have the chemicals to do yeah, that. How quickly. the fuck did she get all this done? <laughs> he had like a brush on his on his predator thing to clean off the skull and everything, you know. But she didn't have shit, she, and she was she was down a hand too. Yeah, like this is the first time you've had to do anything with just one yeah. hand, and it's boiling oh, your other hand. Fuck knuckle bones, don't worry. <laughs> Like yeah, here I am talking about how how unlikely this is, and yet, and I'm comparing it to the Predator. Right, so, it's a uh, movie called Knuckle Bones. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Check it out. It's from 2016 on Amazon. <laughs> if it keeps showing up in your feed, just I, get it over with and watch this go. stupid yeah. fucking rhyming now, Knuckle Bones. It doesn't ask us to watch it anymore. Good. So. Next, and this one, I thought this one was the most boring. And I, I think that one. is it they reach 
No, it's not even that one. Oh, uh, I know the other. That one was probably the second most. Boring. All right, well, let's go. They reach. That's the like the the kids, right? Twenty twenty on Amazon. It's set in the seventies. Yeah, it's like, I guess it's kind of like a Nancy Drew type. <laughs> I mean, it does seem like it's more for kids. Oh, yeah, but I they guess. Didn't, they wanted it to be for adults, but that's not yeah. what it is. I mean, there's I some know. gruesome parts in it, but... But mostly it's just kind of like a fun romp with demons. Yeah. That any kid who likes scary things can handle. But yeah, you're right. This movie was pretty boring. Yeah. I don't remember a lot of it. I remember everything got wrapped up in a nice little bow at the end. Yeah, and then they, it, it, fine. it ended kind of like Wish Upon, right? Yeah, that's so exactly where what they're it able is. to change things at the end, kind of. And that, and that, you know, that happens in another movie we watched this week too. So, uh, right. which we'll get to. Yeah. Um, yeah, I kind of forgot. Now that I'm looking at images, I remember now. Yeah, everything goes back to. Yeah. Normal at the end. Spoilers. I, I wouldn't check out They Reach. But if you're like 10 year olds into horror, or but like Maybe. you don't want to show them anything too gory. If you want to take a nap, let them watch it. They Reach. Yeah. Um, then the Mandela effect. Mandela uh, effect. Am I even saying that right? Mandela? Mandela effect. Yeah, like Nelson Mandela. Mandela effect. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the one? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what's based off Nelson Mandela. Right, so. right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I hope so. <laughs> The Mandela Effect, which is, uh, like, a lot of people thought that Nelson Mandela died in prison. Which he didn't. Of it, yeah. He definitely didn't. Dude, I was in elementary school yeah. when he was still in prison. And I remember, like, watching the Danny Glover fucking movie. Like, right. So, And when he got out of prison, were we in high school, maybe? But I remember yeah. it was this huge yeah. deal. It was everywhere. And he I was got like, out. who's this guy? Yeah. yeah. Divorced Winnie. Winnie. <laughs> <Right. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> but... <clears throat> Other things are people are convinced that there was a Sinbad movie called like a, Shazam, and or, that does not exist. Well, no, they thought he, uh, Sinbad played a genie in a movie, but in actuality, I think he just dressed up as a genie one time. And so people are convinced it was a movie. Right, and right. then there's the brand of peanut butter called Jif, but in a movie they called it Jiffy one time, so people automatically thought there was peanut butter called Jiffy, but there is no peanut butter called Jiffy, just right. Jif. Uh, Berenstain Bears. They right. thought it was Stein, but it's Stain. But it's Stain, exactly. Like so many of these little things, but it's just your mind playing tricks on you. Like if you, right. you heard something from a while ago or a movie you watched, I think I want to say, fuck, I could be wrong, but I think Jiffy, I think came from Poltergeist, maybe. Oh, where maybe. Where someone was like, "Oh, can you hand me the Jiffy," and that's just the brand oh, of peanut right. butter they had for that movie. It was mm-hmm. called Jiffy. Jiffy, not Jiff. So, yeah, um. Yeah, there's tons of stuff, like like the Monopoly guy having a monocle yeah. and, and just all that stuff. So yeah. this movie asserts, as do many conspiracy theorists, that this means there are different dimensions and one right. dimension might have a movie with Sinbad dressed up as a genie and one dimension might have Nelson Mandela dying in prison. Right. That's what this movie asserts and there are plenty of right. Well, um, well the thing is that the, out there. Yeah. This, the, the parents... Of this child uh, are mourning a child that they lost. Who is killed. Right. Right. So they, what he, what the the guy tries to do is he tries to reach this other reality where his son is living. Daughter. Daughter. Sorry. Right. And that's the gist of the movie, really. Yeah. Um, 
dull. I guess I don't know what I expected. I expected it to be more interesting. It was, I thought it was fine. It didn't really delve into it too much. It just gave you what happens. It didn't say why. You got the, you, you didn't get the reason why. You just got the outcome. Right. So I guess it wasn't what I expected. I think I expected something more along the lines of that movie Parallel with the mirror where they mm. go to other dimensions. I was I was expecting something more along the lines of you're going you have a character who's finding all of these little things throughout his life and researching it himself and going places to places, but that really doesn't isn't it either because at different points in the movie, he's heading. He's in a different reality, and then something happens, and he's out of that reality again. And then he does something else, and he's back in a different reality where his kid is alive. You know, so it, it's it's a, a little different from what I was expecting, but it ne- wasn't necessarily bad. Right. I thought it was. I thought it was fine. Yeah. They could have delved a little more into the Mandela effect itself. And that's and what that's I what thought it was going to do. do. Yeah, yeah, it just doesn't really do that. That's just kind of the premise, and then the story is just kind of based around that right. premise. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. I would say check it out. It's on Amazon. It's from 2019. So yeah, check it out. Next. Oh my God, I thought we were close to the end. We're not. <laughs> next. Uh, I just scrolled up. Okay. Uh, next up, let's talk about the editor. From, ah, yes, the editor. From those who brought you Manborg and Psycho <laughs> Gorman, we went back and watched one of their earlier movies. The well, Astron 6 is the name of the company okay. these guys are a part yeah. of that make movies like this. Uh, the editor is from 2014, and it's on Amazon now. Um, you thought I would like it because I, I can't tell if it's... No, I think I... I mean, it, sound, it seems to me like it's making fun of Italian horror... But maybe it's actually like a love letter to Italian horror. I think it's both. Yeah. I think it's both of those at the same time. It does, I don't think it's putting down those movies at all because I think if it were to do it, it'd be more of a spoof, which this isn't. This is more on, on line of a satire. Yeah. With, with what you can maybe classify as a spoof to where these things are, are intentionally being... Put right in front of you that you know is is either making fun of or honoring seventies movies from Italy. Definitely, you. There are things that they do right. It's not like an obvious naked gun type thing. Like you have to have seen Zombie to get the eyeball joke that they do. Right. Yeah. Like that. This is tone of the movie and the colors right. they use and the editing, and that's that's what the love letter is. I think. Right. They're all speaking English, but it's still slightly off when right. it's dubbed. Yeah. And, and doesn't seem like it's some of their voices. You know, it's, right. I think this movie is, is well done. I don't think it's a movie you're going to watch a lot. No. I think once is fine enough, and then like you, you get it. I get the movie. And yeah, and that's and it's very much like how those movies were. And yes. it's fun it's funny and it's fun to watch someone do that which i've never really seen before so no me neither and i think i thought i was gonna like an hour and a half of making fun of italian horror because i'm not a big fan (laughs) yep uh but i didn't i liked it for about half an hour and then i was like i get it yeah there's tons of nudity (laughs) a bunch of ratty old characters male characters in, in the movie who who get laid and stuff it's just it's very much very very much just a love letter 
right for those movies mm-hmm. and even even yeah that sure they they could be fo- poking fun at it too but they do a it, little yeah they yeah they do it but they're not it's not a constant thing right there's an actual like story in there too mm-hmm. all right, all right. So, so i yeah. say yes i say yes check it out 2014 it's on amazon Next up, Dark Figures 2020 on Amazon. This was also something that started with, like, four college students going to the woods. And I was like, that's all I need to know. Wow, this movie is fucking boring. (laughs) It's really boring. I hated this movie. Oh, no. Yeah, it was really bad. This is a really bad one. Yeah, it was definitely one, because Dark Figures, what's that? I had to look it up. Yeah, Shadow People. A couple of times. (laughs) Yeah. And... An hour of the movie is just the relationships of the characters before anything even goes on. Right. And it's just like, okay, we need a half hour of that at the most. And you just laid it all out in an hour, and I still don't give a fuck about I any of these people. I don't care. I can't wait for you all to get massacred. Yeah. Um, Bad movie. Uh, found footage kind of movie. This one. Yeah, oh, kind of. Yeah, I guess it is. Yeah. yeah. It's um, not a good one. No, that that one was not good. Again, you know, it's art is subjective. Maybe you'll think it's great, but we did not. Yeah, uh, you won't. <laughs> <laughs> um, next up, uh, this was another one that surprised me a little bit. It definitely went in a completely different direction than where I expected it to go. The Retreat 2020 uh, yes. on Amazon. This took a hard left when I really thought I knew what was going to happen. Right. It doesn't. Uh-huh. Um, and I think I liked that, um, but I I don't know. I think it could have been shorter. And now I'm looking at how long it was. It was only an hour and twenty. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I I, uh, I thought this one was pretty good. Yeah, I liked it. Again, yeah. I don't want to ruin any of this because what you think is going to happen, I promise you, that's not what's mm-hmm. going to happen. So the the characters in this movie are, are realistic, and the conversations that these two characters have are realistic conversations. And the relationship that they have with each other is realistic also. Agreed. It's two guys who've been friends for a really long time. Mm-hmm. One of them's still kind of a loser, but mm-hmm. a likable enough guy. The other one's really stepping up. He's getting married. It's pretty clear that she's not the biggest fan of the best mm-hmm. friend, probably because he's just kind of a loser. Right. Um, and you get all that just from seeing them together in like 15 minutes. Right. And yeah, yeah. So dark figures, you could have sped this up a lot because we understood deeply these two relationships really quickly. I for us, yes. I think for people who like film, yes. But I think for other people who aren't into film as much as we are, I think some of these extra scenes were needed, like the bar scene that they have together. Yeah, yeah, D- definitely. That's an important scene. But that that scene comes in, I want to say, halfway through the movie. Mm, that's when true. something big has already happened. Right. So I I, li- I like that scene. So yeah, this is a good movie. I don't want to say anything else about it. You should you should check it out. Um, yeah. Yeah, definitely check it out. The retreat. I was surprised. Twenty twenty. That was also on Amazon, right? Yes. Yeah, I think that was probably the best of the ones that we watched. Maybe. Or, or the one I enjoyed the most. Yeah, I think so, too, looking at all of these. The editor had more boobies in it, but I will give it The Retreat, probably. Yeah. Midnighters I liked. Uh, but yeah, The Retreat was good. Yeah. It will surprise you. All right, next. Next, Wrong Turn 2021. Uh, so we were like, what the hell? Let's watch let's, a bunch of inbred yokels. Yeah, let's watch a reboot of this series. Yeah. All right, fine, okay. 
again, that's not what you're going to get. No, not at all. Not at all. Wow, they threw a fucking curveball for this one. Mm-hmm. Um, so much so that I felt like this didn't need to be attached to the wrong turn right. franchise but at all. And maybe I would have liked it more if it hadn't been. Right. This is this should have been a whole movie on its own. Yeah. And it's directed by the guy who did The Domestics, a movie that which we like. Uh-huh. And you can see in the filmmaking, too, this movie is shot really well. Yeah. Uh, this movie looks really good. Um, twists and turns and stuff. Good gore. There's parts of this movie where I was going, oh, fuck you, movie. And then they did something to rectify that. Uh-huh. So I was like, okay, I'm back in now. And they did it twice in the movie. I can't remember the exact parts, but I, I was pulled back into the film. This one, um, I say, yeah, check it out. It's about um, these uh, friends from college friends. or No, not even college friends. They're just friends. Just friends. You don't know how. Friends hiking the Appalachian Trail. That, again, that's all I needed to hear. Right. And <laughs> um, supposedly, like in those wrong turn movies, you think they run into some yokels. They kind of do. They run into, like, a whole group of people, like a whole town of people separated from everyone else in the United States. They have their own rules and all that yeah, shit. Like the village. Sorry if I just yeah. ruined the village for you, but and that's yeah, that's what it that's is. That's what it is. Yeah. But they're not good people though. <laughs> they're no. they they remind me of like natives in other countries to where any outsiders coming in they fucking kill. Or they, because they don't want to bring any disease or anything. You remember there's this one story about like this, I want to say this Christian guy who who go around to different tribes or or different parts of Africa or whatever and try and preach the Lord's name, you know, and bring supplies and missions. Yeah, mission. Yeah, a a mission guy. Mm -hmm. He, you know, they bring more books than food. Anyway, so he tried to enter this one place and they ended up killing him. And they're like, you can't enter here. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. So they're kind of like that. And they set a bunch of traps around where they live. And they ended up trapping people who trespass, I guess, on their land. And they end up blinding them and throwing them in like a hole. (laughs) Yeah, that part was gross. They take a, a hot iron... Yeah, poker to the... Poker to right to your eyeballs. And right. blind, don't kill you, but you are blinded. So, yeah, this is not a wrong turn movie at all. At all. And I think, yeah, the only thing that annoys me about it is that it was attached to that franchise. Yeah. Had it not been at all, I think I would have liked it more than I did. But it's hard for me to see past wrong yeah. turn. Yeah, this movie should not have been called Wrong Turn. No. Like, where, okay, where did they make the wrong turn, first of all? They, they, okay, they left the path. Okay, they left whatever. the path on purpose. Yes. They did not make a wrong turn. Yeah. They specifically meant to leave the path to go to this old Civil War place where it turns out there are a bunch of, like, aboriginists. You know, I gotta look this up because I'm having a hard time believing that this was part of this franchise. This this can't be. This has to be its well, own fucking thing. Well, that's what I'm wondering, thing. if they were like, no, we can't market this. But yeah, we'll that's what I think. Turn 10. Yeah. Then, yeah. No, fuck that. You know, this movie, it's, it's not great, but it's good. But it's good, yeah. It's a good movie. It was not what I expected from watching Wrong Turn 10. Yeah, I... Because, you know, with all those Wrong Turn movies, you're, you're wait, you're... You want the kills. You're going in for the, the graphic exactly. kills. And no this movie, story. And this movie's not even really like that all that much. Yeah, there's some graphic kills in it. A lot of head trauma. Yeah, I'll say that. lots of head smooshing. 
but it's not like the other movies <clears throat> at all. At all. I you know what you know what? it's it's like the reboot of Leprechaun. They did what Leprechaun Origins, and oh, it was just yeah. a straight up horror movie. It was. It was like humorless. Yeah, you did never saw the leprechaun aren't at all. Scary. Yeah. It was. It's. I think it's like that, but not bad. No, it was good, and I because well, that leprechaun origins movie was bad, was very bad. It was very, very bad. But also, yeah, nothing to do with the rest of the franchise. Yes, and that's what that's why I'll say this wrong turn movie. Is. I do want you to look it up and see if they were just like, well, I we're should call this Cloverfield like that. You talk to Mike Nelson, man, and see what. Hey, dude, I, I asked him a question once before. You maybe, did. That's maybe right maybe about the another. domestics. Like, dude, the fuck, man? Because I would think, because I would think. Maybe he was like given the opportunity, like, "Hey, you want to do wrong? Like, we're doing a wrong turn reboot. You want to do it?" And he's like, "Hmm, maybe I can do something with this. That might be it." Maybe they gave him a lot of creative control if that's the case. Because this isn't even a bunch of hillbillies, right? This, these are just wilderness people. No, these of are all races. Pretty sophisticated human <laughs> yes. beings. They're just also monsters. So yeah, uh, I would say check it out, but don't expect a wrong turn movie at all. Yeah, don't attach it to that franchise, because I think you'll like it a lot more. Yeah, bad. Bad! <laughs> Attaching it. Did we rent it? We did. Yeah, so we it did. Was it's like new. six bucks. Yeah, on Amazon. I say do it. Mm-hmm. And, and is that it? Or? The last one. And one more. Coming to America 2. Ah, yes. So that just came out on March 5th, and of course, we're children of the 80s. Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna check out Coming to America too. Okay, my first problem with the movie is the title. They should have just come up with a whole new title because they're not even in America. Well, they go to America a couple times. They spend about <laughs> 10 minutes in America. But they have to go back to get his illegitimate son. Yeah, that was part of the 10 minutes that I just. Yeah, said. but <laughs> you can't do that without coming to America. Yeah. But no, they did not yeah. spend a lot of time. Raising the Titanic. <laughs> <laughs> the last five minutes of the fucking movie. Yeah. Right, right. Okay. Anyway. Uh, so what did you think? We didn't really talk about it. Uh, there were funny parts. Mm-hmm. Your lightning can't strike twice. No. Um, the direction, of course, is... Uh, I think John Landis is a great director, and I don't think Craig Brewer is up there with him. Right. Um... There were they, the callbacks. Some were funny. Some were kind of sad. <laughs> um, yeah, because I actually thought the callbacks were all pretty funny. I liked sexual chocolate showed up. Oh yeah, that was, oh I was so happy. Barbershop guys made yeah, me laugh. Yeah, that was great. Uh, I would say like the the twins though, like oh uh, yeah. You, yeah, you don't need to, you didn't no. need to add that in there. Um, yeah, the woman barking like a dog apparently. She's cursed, and all she can do is bark like a dog. Oh, yeah. I wanted them to just not talk about that part again. Let's just pretend that didn't even happen in Coming to America. I think you need to, though. I don't know. It pl- well, don't you think it plays into the story, though, and the, the it, conclusion of this movie? It does, but I think if the editing hadn't been so sloppy, they probably oh, well, could have done it without that bit. So I think the editing... the Well, the editing and, and the structure of this movie is very poor. Yes. They're just outcomes to things happening to which it, it there's just so little time. So much happened in so little time that the movie's asking you to kind of forget about all that and just move on with the movie. And I couldn't do it. I, right. I, I've done it 
for other movies. I just couldn't do it for this one. And But I, I still semi-recommend it. There's still funny parts to it. Uh, you see... Do you see changes in characters that you've known? Like the, uh, uh, the Eddie Murphy character himself kind of has different problems. Because he's in this movie the least, I want to say. Well, he's not in it very much as... The leading character. He's kind of an off-to-the-side character in this movie. Sort of. We, it feels like it was supposed to be a vehicle for his illegitimate son and his daughter. Mm-hmm. But we don't get enough FaceTime with that. Let me rephrase. We don't get enough FaceTime with her. When we get FaceTime with him, his character's so inconsistent. He's like mm-hmm. three different characters. Mm-hmm. Two of which I don't like at all. And yes. so by the time they get to the touchy-feely stuff with him, I don't care because mm-hmm. I'm so confused about how I'm supposed to feel about him. Mm-hmm. I think Tracy Morgan was kind of wasted in this role. He's totally got nothing wasted. to do. Yeah. He's got a character where you would think he has tons of things to do, which he has zero. Leslie Jones is painfully unfunny. Uh-huh. And I think Leslie Jones is fucking hilarious so that was really disappointing in certain situations i think she's hilarious yeah but in this movie she's not Uh, not very funny i only start to like that character when she so that funny she's the mother of the illegitimate son and she and lisa the queen actually become friends because they're both from the bronx Mm. i think that's really cute Mm. yeah that's cute and everything but but that's really it um but other than that uh semi-disappointing in a way, but still watchable and still there's some laughs. Yeah, I still chuckled. Wesley Snipes made me snicker every time he did his little dance right. entrance. So I, I would I would blame everything on is the director and the editing. Yeah, the editing was really... Yeah. And the structure of the story is, wasn't very good. And like, pick one of the characters that the son, Jermaine Fowler, was playing and just keep going with that. Right. Because I feel like he couldn't decide how he wanted the character could, to be and neither could the editor... And they just made him all the characters hmm. in different scenes. Funniest person in the movie? Arsenio Hall. Arsenio Hall. <laughs> mm-hmm. Funniest character. And also, did he play his dad or mom or whoever that crazy old person was? What that old... Yeah. Was yeah, that yeah, also that, that, Arsenio that, that, Hall? Yeah, that was him. Yeah, I think that might have been my favorite Arsenio Hall in prosthetics. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Because there were three Arsenio Halls in prosthetics and three Eddie Murphys in prosthetics, I think. Yes, I think so. <laughs> If I remember correctly. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, check it out, but don't expect the first one. Don't expect yeah. the lightning to strike again. There's plenty of nostalgia in there. Yeah, it just feels like they, they were like, we have to get this out right now, right now, right now. Edit yeah. it and throw it out there. Yeah. It seems like, like there was a good good amount of quick cuts that happened. Yeah. Um, help. Well, that could be because some of the jokes didn't, didn't land. But yeah. It's all right. It's okay. I, I want to watch Coming to America now. Yeah. After watching it, I was like, man, I really want to watch the first one because that one's yeah. fucking hilarious. It's really it's funny. It's a great and it's movie. Been a while. And it's mm-hmm. a great movie. Mm-hmm. Not just a funny one. It's a great movie. We also found out the fun fact as Eddie Murphy and Arsenio Hall are doing the like circuit to promote this movie. Um, one fun fact is that they were forced to put a white guy in the first Coming to America. Yeah, Louis Anderson, right? Yeah, so, but Eddie Murphy got to choose, so he choose, chose Louis Anderson because he thought that was the only funny white guy out there. Right. And one of the other, the, the, one of the funny things I, I remember from uh, the second one here is, like, someone's talking about what uh, Prince Akeem endured back when he went there, and so this, this character's talking about how he met these people in this, and... 
one thing she says is like, um, he said, and bug-eyed people, and then they show the quick clip of Samuel Jackson and coming to America <laughs> right. real quick, and I thought that was a really funny yeah. part, a funny yeah. callback right there. You too, because it wouldn't make any sense for him to actually be in it, but right. yeah. yeah. All right, that about does it for our movies, and then we will be back with our movie of the week right after this. You're listening to the Prescribed Films Podcast Network, home to hundreds of hours of free podcast entertainment. The shows on this network all have a common goal, providing you with the best discussions about movies and other forms of entertainment media. The PFPN hopes to fill your ear holes with audio joy. Visit our website with links to all the other amazing shows at www.thepfpn.com. Thanks for listening. Our movie of the week is the 1984 Charles Bronson film, The Evil That Men Do. We have, if you've been listening, you know we've been on a Charles Bronson kick. Right. And this is to end our Charles Bronson trilogy of the year 2021. Oh, I've got a couple that are on my list. I don't know if you're right. Oh, well, which ones are your... Well, I haven't seen The Magnificent <laughs> Seven in a really long time. Ah. I was thinking about picking that for my movie of the week. Really? Uh, and also, uh, on our Bronson kick, one of my colleagues recommended The Mechanic to me. Ah, yes. Because she was a little hubba hubba about Charles Bronson in that oh, movie. Chuck. All right, well, you know, well, fuck it. We'll keep going. We'll so, keep yeah. going. I thought we'd we'd end it, but all right, let's, let's I mean, keep going. I'll on end our... it with my movie of the week, but uh, but I have I have uh, enjoyed this Bronson journey. Really? Okay. With you. Yeah, I didn't think I would. Hmm. So maybe I will like Death Wish three. Maybe. Ah, uh, you'll probably hate it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, the evil that men do. Charles Bronson vehicle. Um, this is the one where he has uh, a fish as a friend. Yep, he lives in the Cayman Islands. Mm-hmm. He's, I don't know, I don't even know if what, we know he's a, he's contracted to, to kill. He's, a, it, he's an assassin, I yeah. think that's all we know about. That's retired all, assassin. Right, retired to the Cayman Islands, hangs out with a fish. Fish uh, named Quasimodo yeah. talks to him. One of the, uh, one of his friends comes and visits him, uh, not even his friend, just some guy comes and tells him that his friend is dead and has been murdered by the... By the guy from Seinfeld who drops his dog off at Jerry's and never comes and picks him up until right. like way later on. Awful. This is a guy who just like goes around supporting dictatorships and torturing people. Right, yeah, and, and torturing just tons and tons of people, shocking their balls and stuff yeah. and everything. Um, so yeah, he's, he's a real bad dude. Mm-hmm. The doctor? Uh, yeah, that's Malik. what he's called. Mm-hmm. Malik. So uh, the guy, this guy comes and visits him, says, um, guy's husband and, and daughter are, are living here. Um, is there something that you can do about it? Can you, he's going to pay Bronson to take out the doctor. Right. Right. Uh, and so Bronson agrees, but takes no fee, ends up going to South America where the doctor is to, to take care of him because this mm-hmm. doctor, um, well, the guy who, who contracts Bronson plays him like an audio tape of what this guy has done to all these people. And right. it's just these confessionals by people like saying, oh, he took my wife and did all these horrible things to her. 
And They're awful. Yeah, I mean, and, it's genocide. Yes. It's really horrifying to hear. Yeah. And yeah, Bratz is like, okay, I'll go. And uh, ends up going to South America, teams up with this one woman, uh, the woman who was married to his friend. This is where, like, he's not a very good assassin. Like, he's pretty bad at planning because he says, I'll need a wife and a daughter to conceal my identity. Yes. And, and the other guy's like, well, that'll be really dangerous. He's like, I know, but it's just for a couple of days. Yeah. <laughs> it's not dangerous for you, jackass. It's dangerous for the wife and the right. daughter. <laughs> so so he, he's trying to set up this persona so he can just be undercover and find out, find the doctor or who, or get close to him. And, um... Pick someone who's the wife, right? Mm -hmm. Not a trained spy or anything like that. uh, She's like a nurse. Yeah, she's a nurse. And she doesn't like Bronson too much. She talks a lot of shit about him. Uh, But the funny thing is, he's able to read lips. So he messes with her about that in the Mm movie. Um... So yeah, that's that's pretty much the movie right yeah, there. She's it's, got like a ten year old daughter. Yeah, and then you puts know, her in danger. And of course, a lot of things happen in between. Like uh, uh, they each capture a, a loved one from each side. Like the doctor ha- has a sister mm-hmm. um, that pretty much stays by his side throughout the movie, and she gets taken by Bronson to where you know there's the meeting that will happen later on in the movie to set up our finale which does happen and we'll get to later mm-hmm. and it's kind of just like a bunch of uh kind of i wouldn't say cat and mouse really it's just more of bronson waiting for his moment to catch this guy so he can kill him and he is picking off his guys one, one by, by one. one yes there's the one is like his right hand man he ends up meeting with him up in a bar which no American, like no Americans, really go to this bar unless they're looking for trouble. And of course, trouble comes, and Bronson rips this dude's balls off. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, of course, like the henchman sees that and says, "Hey, you're American. Let's hang out together." And to which Bronson, like, befriends the dude for a minute and invites him back to his place, and then just fucking shoots him. Brutal. Yeah. <laughs> and it's supposed to be brutal because they they make Rihanna the wife. She's pretty upset at all mm-hmm. of this murder, and it's nothing to Charles Bronson. Yeah. Hey, I call it Wednesday. Yeah. Holland. Holland. Name. We should be saying his name. All right. So, and of course, the woman kind of starts lightening up to Holland. Her daughter likes Holland too. She's asking him shitloads of questions, you know, like a little girl would do. Mm-hmm. Um, and. Yeah, uh, that's not too much story in this movie. The wife uh, uh, ends up getting upset. Well, he says it's getting too dangerous, you have to leave. And she's like, word, because it's really violent and I don't want to be here. And then she goes to the airport with her daughter. Mm -hmm. And then she comes back and says, I couldn't leave. No word about, like, Like my daughter at the airport. I sent her home to my aunt or something. Yeah, nothing like that. I couldn't help but be curious about that. So, yeah, they end up capturing the daughter off screen. We don't get to see that. Um, And when, like, he captures, uh, when Holland captures the doctor's uh, sister... She ends up accidentally getting shot in the head during yeah. a gunfight, so he has like no leverage now until like our, the end of our movie, which is um, they go. Branson, of course, is like, okay. Oh wait, actually, I'll I'll, I'll go back a little bit to where um, Branson and the girl take a truck to go into uh, a part of town to make a deal, and of course, two of the men. I went, one of them is like a U.S. ambassador, and another one is just like a, a hired killer. 
go to confront Bronson, Bronson and get the doctor's sister back. Mm-hmm. And they're sitting in a bar talking and everything. And then all of a sudden, the uh, what's his face? Uh, Don, not uh, Glover. What's his name? His first name. Um, not Donald. Not John. John Glover. John, yes. yes. From uh, Gremlins Two. Scrooge. Sh- shitload of other movies. Yeah. He's in this movie. He plays the U.S. ambassador, who's who works with the bad guys and and, and everything, and torturing people and shit. Um, so him and another hired gun talking. Bronson pulls out a shotgun and blasts both of them. No problem. Mm-hmm. And then that's when the doctor ends up meeting Bronson alone. Or supposed to be alone at like this canyon kind of cave place. Like right. it's opal caves, which are where people used to mine opal and now it's all dried up. So it is now filled with a bunch of like lepers and, and people who have gone through all the torture that this doctor has given out. Right. Because they can't find jobs anywhere else. So they, they try their luck at trying to find stones. Right. So they meet there, and, and the the doctor still thinks that Bronson has his sister. They're going to make a trade, but the um, all the guys who are working at the, the Opal Caves come out later on and surround the car and end up, I guess, of course, killing the doctor. We don't get to see it on screen, but we get the idea that that is happening. Right. They get the, obviously, they get the girl away. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bronson and, the, and Rihanna have the girl. Uh, and then they just kind of watch the miners uh, tear, tear, the, car tear apart, the car apart, and then they walk away. And they just yeah. leave. They're like, well. And then they go back to the Cayman Islands so they can hang out with Charles Bronson's fish. Yeah. Quasimodo. Mm-hmm. And so, and you don't even see, I mean, it's just like, bam, it's over. And yeah. then we just see this wide shot of them really far away. <laughs> he's pointing to his fish. Like, hey, there he is. And that's it. The end. Big fish. <laughs> the end. Yeah, a pretty simplistic movie. Not yeah. not a lot going on there. Uh, it's okay. It's um, it, it's on the lower end of the Bronson movies we've seen. I was entertained by Bronson. It was a it was a little more boring than the other ones. I'll say that. There's not. Yeah. It's not graphic enough. It's not exploitative enough to hold my attention. That's what I think I'm yeah. trying to say. I definitely liked the Melon movie. The Mr. Mr. Majestic. Majestic more. Yeah, this one, the violence isn't too high on this one. And there's no nudity. Like, come on, man. You're not giving me much here, Bronson movie. I need more. Is there nudity in Mr. Majestic? No, I guess not. But at least that one had some... Melons? Some... <laughs> ah, good one there. <laughs> oh, I'll be here all night. <laughs> So yeah, this one isn't the best. Uh, I enjoyed the other two more. Um, yeah. Ten to Midnight, I think I like more than the other ones, actually. I think Ten to Midnight's Yeah, I think Mr. Majestic so far. was my favorite, but Ten to Midnight was good. Yeah. I liked that one. That one, um... Well, yeah, we'll, we'll move on with Bronson. I'm fine. I mean, he's okay. still like 80. Let's see. Let, let's look at Bronson's... Uh, well, we can, IMDb list. There's here. so many Death Wish movies. There, there's there's so many other ones we can go through. It's not as big. 163 credits. That's not as big as I thought it was going to be, but it's a lot. Oh. And I feel like, especially in the 80s, he was just like churning oh, out these action With Canon films, they were yeah. just shitting them out. He was like, like, all yeah, right. it looks like a movie every year. 
Yeah. Sometimes two. Two, three. Yeah. Yeah, just throw Bronson in a movie. There you got your Bronson movie mm-hmm. for the year. Yeah, he was very busy in the 80s and early 90s. So, yeah. There's, okay, we'll, we'll go through some more. I really want to do Death Wish 3, but I know so many other podcasts have done Death Wish 3 oh. as their movie. I would like to talk about it sometime on the podcast, but okay. I don't think I'll ever make it a movie of the week, unfortunately. Well, uh, my interest is peaked now, so get it while it's hot, because I might lose interest <laughs> quick again. I'll watch it this week or this weekend. <laughs> okay, sounds good. You should just watch all the Death Wish movies. No. One through five. I'm not going to do that. Or six. Is there six? No. I don't know. I, I always just think of that Simpsons bit. <laughs> I wish I was <laughs> dead. I wish I was dead. <laughs> <laughs> he is dead, but he was like 85. He lived a nice long life. Yeah, he <laughs> very old. He was very great still. Yeah. Started doing like cop movies at the end, like family cop movies. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, he worked. I mean, he did not stop working. No. Good for him, man. Yeah. Good for him. Well, he did. Okay, I lied. He stopped working about three years before he died. Still. Didn't have to anymore. Yeah. Got the Bronson money. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, okay, that's our quick review for uh, The Evil That Men Do. I was a little disappointed by this movie. Hoping for a better Charles Bronson movie for our next movie of the week, which will be coming up in the next week or two once we get a bunch of movies that we want to review again. I kind of like this format a little more, to which I'm not... We're not doing it week by week or having a set timeline. Now I think we're just doing it to where we have enough content to go on and and speak about. Um, So anyway, yeah, uh, check us out next week, guys, and we will see you later. Thanks for listening.